Anything's possible, though, because, you know, Bitcoin is money, so, you know, money talk, man. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, powered by Cointelegraph. What began as a small experiment is now a rapidly expanding ecosystem. As citizens of the internet, we expect to be able to send money over the internet as quickly and cheaply as sending an email. As citizens of the internet, we demand transparency. Here, we talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain industries, fintech, and more. But we're not experts. We're just three guys in the Bitcoin community. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode number 85. I'm your first host, Marcello. Host number two, D. I'm host number three, Corey, coming at you with a new microphone. Oh yeah, brand new microphone. Brand you guys have the same mic now? Yeah. yeah, we do. It's a great mic. We're not going to say nice. it is, because they're not going to sponsor us, but it's a great mic. No, okay. It's a Razer Chroma 7. It's good for for the price. It sounds good. It does a good job recording. Yeah, it's pretty durable. Type of build construction. Give us money, Razor. I know. Turns <laughs> out I didn't even mean to do this, but I think it just has to do with like quality slash affordability of of like where I'm at in my life. But I tend to always buy Razor products. Like I got a Razor keyboard, I got a Razor mouse, and now I got a Razor headset. And I think it's because I trust your opinion. That I only buy Razer products. I got a Razer mouse. <laughs> they get, they get I got really good reviews headset. online. And I only like, I read a lot of reviews before I buy anything. And yeah, so if, oh. know, if I sound good to you, audience, you know that the mic doesn't suck. I've noticed that your good. LED is blue and Dimitri's LED is red. So you guys are the blood and crypts of podcast mics. Oh, shit. But we're friends. So we're bringing the blood and crypts together. We shouldn't talk about gangs on this show. <laughs> I, I doubt a lot of blood and corruption listening to the podcast. You never know, That's man. Right. They could be trying to venture out. They saw that movie Dope. <laughs> they could be, yeah. We got to pay some bills. Let's pay some bills. All right, everybody. We are, we're brought to you by escrowmybits.com. It's super fast and it's easy. Or it could be fast and super easy, however you want to interpret that. All you got to do is register and deposit your Bitcoin and the seller ships the item, buyer checks the goods and releases the funds. And they also offer Bitcoin escrow with a locked exchange rate. So I'm talking euros, yen, Canadian money, USD. They got you covered. And they charge a flat escrow fee of 1% on all escrow transactions. And they even offer you the ability to split the fee with the other party. So their goal is to make using escrow as simple as possible. And we want there to no longer be any excuses on why not to use escrow. So start the escrow process, go to their website, and make sure you sign up for their newsletter. Uh, that's escrowmybits.com, where you can escrow your shit with escrowmybits.com. Escrow your and shit with escrowmybits.com. Are we ever going to get sued by them? I feel like we no. could. If we talk the, to him, he likes us. Is that an Expedia thing? Expedia.com. No, we're talking about, I don't know what service that is. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Oh. Me either. <laughs> All right, uh, keep going. So this past weekend, we were wearing our uh, Athena Bitcoin swag. Uh, so we appreciate uh, our next sponsor hooking us up with some threads. Corey, I'll, I'll send those to you soon. Yeah, I'm in America. Send me things. America. Yeah. Oh, Corey, I got your other baby shirt here, too. Oh, great. Kelly, you want to continue with that? Yeah, they're the most trusted name of Bitcoin <laughs> ATMs. Um, they're located in Houston, Fort Worth, and Dallas. And uh, Corey, you're in Texas, so that's exciting. Uh, seven other U.S. cities uh, in addition to that. So all you got to do is download the Bitcoin Athena wallet from the App Store or Google Play. And for specific locations and more information, please visit athenabitcoin.com. Uh, hashtag the owl has landed. 
Uh, also brought to you by Athena Bitcoin's portfolio company, Bitquick.co, the secure, quick, and easy peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin marketplace where you can get Bitcoin for cash in as little as three hours. Bitquick has been serving Bitcoiners since 2013. Where there's a bank, there's Bitquick. We don't have a theme for them. Coming up with uh, it. Yeah. Currently in a studio. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll make that one. Uh, so, we got some reader mail though this week. We did. We start. Let's go to this from the top. Sean, you're awesome, by the way. It's good. Are we gonna read it or are we just gonna say we got we should, it? We should explain well, to the audience what it is before. You... I was actually not gonna bring up his reader mail, but we can. Wait, we, we got more than that guy. I didn't see. This. I yeah. didn't see the other guy. He, he was asking a question. Ah. Which one do you want to tackle first, the praise or the question? Let's tackle the question. Let's save the praise for the top of the show, bottom of the show. All right. Um, so Paulo Fernandez says, hey, guys, I'm a big fan from San Diego, California. I would like to talk to someone in the industry, um, maybe someone from Decentral, since they got in trouble with Apple due to their integration of Dash and Jax. Jax? And he wants or... to know why. Yes, Jax. You said Decentral got in trouble because their integration yeah, was Dash. Okay. Yeah, he wants to know why Apple's picking on Dash. Why is Dash different than other cryptocurrencies? How come Apple feels so threatened to go to the extent of banning Dash from the Apple Store? He kind of wants our take on that. Yeah, so uh, uh, Apple has a list of approved cryptocurrencies uh, in their App Store. So if you if you don't, you include a cryptocurrency outside of this list. I'm not exactly sure what's on it, but you all might want to look that up while I'm talking right now. Um, if you don't have one, you know, if you have a, if you include usability of a cryptocurrency outside their approved list, they want you to take it off. And Dash is not on that, I would imagine, because one of Dash's big claims is complete anonymity. 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 <laughs> I can't say that word. Animaniacs amidity. Yeah. Uh, so one of their claims of fame is that all transactions using the Dash network or trading Dash coins is completely anonymous, whereas other cryptocurrencies are pseudonymous, meaning that you can at least attach what address sent to what other address transaction. So I yeah. would imagine that's why it's not on the approved coin list or uh, Apple's behind in times and just hasn't updated the coin list yet. Who knows? But because yeah. they're not on that list, they asked um, the Jax app uh, to get off their app, which I guess makes sense from Apple's standpoint. It's a little stupid in my opinion, but you can at least see why or why the reasons as to why it happened. Yeah, they they took it off. Just like you said, because it's anonymous and you can't have those kind of anonymous shenanigans when you're trying to run a country like Why Apple's not? building a country. Why not? Um, I don't know. Terrorism? That's one. Apple's been getting shitted on all week anyway. Apple's, I mean, a lot of people Apple's are switching to Falling down the drain, man. Yeah, man. I they, even... They, they just are not what they used to be. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to buy any more Apple products. I guess I'll, I'll continue with my Apple MacBook. I'm going to get a Note 7 as soon as they start selling them again. Sorry, Apple. You fucked up, man. You dropped the ball too you know, many times. Phone game. And the phone game, in my opinion, is probably the most important game to be in. Mm -hmm. Stupid-ass mm -hmm. headphones that no one's going to use. Yeah, Apple's been making a lot of bad decisions. This is one of them. I, I mean, Dash is anonymous. I, I don't care about it. Uh, you know, Corey, you know my theory on good and evil. It's 50-50. No more, no less. In my opinion, but I even think there's evil nuns. Fifty percent of them are evil. No, I'm kidding. But uh, this doesn't matter if transactions are anonymous or not. People are going to do commerce where they want to do commerce. I think that Apple's just scared that eventually somebody's going to do commerce under on their systems using Dash, paying for things anonymously, and then something bad's going to happen. Not if, you, so. if you want to use Jax, just don't update your iOS, right? Jax wallet doesn't work with iOS 10. So if you 
if you don't upgrade, your Jack's wallet can stay functional, right? Uh, well, I don't know about stay that. Using Dash. Is that does that work? I'm not I'm not sure about that. Neither am I. I, th- I think I read it on I think I read it on Reddit. Ah, such a good name, Reddit. Those fuckers. Um, I read it at uh, iOS 10. Uh, if you upgrade, they're going to take out Dash. So if you just don't upgrade, you can still use Dash. So okay, how so. long can you rock an old iOS before Apple strong arms you? Uh, forever, I think. Like, I didn't want to download Windows 10 at all. Well, I didn't want to upgrade Windows 10. And I went to use the restroom one day, came back. And it, that shit was sixty percent done upgrading Windows Ten. <laughs> yeah, they caught a lot of flack like, for that. They caught a lot of flack for that. I mean, Apple would just be <laughs> annoying. Uh, I don't think they forced you to do it. Welcome to Windows Ten. I didn't want you. We yeah, do I not care. Shit. Your opinion is invalid. <laughs> I was in front of my computer all day, and I think there was like some kind of heat sensor. And as soon as I got up, it was like initiate automatic upgrade. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for your camera, bro. Yeah, <laughs> they're using their super special Microsoft facial recognition software. Uh, garbage. Yeah. So, uh, hope, hope we answered his question, right? Hey, yeah. it's yeah. why that's why Dash got taken off because right. they're yeah. anonymous and they're not on the approved coin list of Apple. Yep. Uh, and Apple either doesn't want anonymous apps or they haven't updated their their their, uh, their coin list. We'll see what happens in the future, but Central wants to stay a company and, and have access to the ridiculous amount of people in the App Store. They should probably comply uh, until Apple changes their rules. I mean, in the meantime, you can use Jax on every other device in the world, all your browsers, mm-hmm. all your computers, uh, any Android phone. I like Android phones better anyway because yep. Apple has strict rules and seems to be at least – Apple has an opinion and forces their opinion on iOS people mm-hmm. and Android doesn't have an opinion. So I'm, I'm into Bitcoin. I use Android for my phone. I want, I want a smart toilet that I can put a wallet on order stuff from Amazon. I'm taking a deuce. I think that would be yeah, that, a life that I could a, live that's in. called a phone. If, if you, on, if you aren't on your phone <laughs> on the toilet anyway, I don't know what you're doing. You're just no. sitting around staring at the wall, being bored. I want a dedicated screen that like folds out from my toilet that I can. Super futuristic shit. I don't want just. Oh, you're so yeah, If you're ever at work, if you ever take a dump at work, you're obviously playing Candy Crush, and you're like, I'm getting paid <laughs> to play Candy Crush and take a dump right now. You know, we had. A, I have a buddy. We have a buddy named Bryce. For those who don't know, Bryce, uh, he is probably one of the most ridiculous people I know. And he said he found an app that you start um, and fill out that calculates the amount of money you make while pooping at work. <laughs> I think it's genius. So that you can sit there and watch how much money you make as you as you take dumps at work. And D, and, next time you go consulting on a company, you should tell people to bring up their dumping at work app. And- yep. Get the fuck out of the company. <laughs> <laughs> Get fired so hard. Get some metrics. Yeah. You guys are taking long dumps too long. Too I can't long. wait to hear the user feedback on we spent too much time talking about dumps. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, well, this is a, a good segue because um, our our guest today is providing open source software that enables users to share virtual content. And then D was telling me uh, about this dude named Philly D, who has a bunch of subscribers. Uh, his Twitter account is ridiculous. He has a lot of he has a lot of Twitter followers, and he's kind of looking for his next platform because YouTube's kind of effing with him a little bit. Sounds like an '80s rapper name, Philly D TV. Wait, wasn't that the guy that did the Aqua Teen um, theme song? Uh, Aqua Teen no. theme song. I don't think so. Wasn't that Philly D? Nope. No. You're thinking of Meatwad. Oh, that's Schooly D. Okay. Oh. But Corey's right. That is kind of a 80s well, anyways, name. Philip DeFranco's been around for a very long time. If you yeah, never tell us what, to what he's about, because I never heard of him. What does he do? Uh, he just gives current events. That's all he really does. Um, he started out just doing current events. And uh, now he has so many shows. He has a blog that he calls his Vlockity. 
because it's a video blog. Um, him and his wife has a show. He has a podcast. He's he's so doing he's a personality, it all. And people like his personality, so he just amassed a lot of followers because people yep. like him. Right? He's not Pretty doing much. anything special. He was Ginny Marbles before Ginny Marbles. So Pretty he much. says the the reason he covers the real raw news. That's the why he's he's getting shut down. And YouTube kind of has a three strike rule um, on guideline violations. Yeah, he he curses and he when he st- when he gives a news story like a sexually graphic news story like a NYPD not NYPD blue uh what's that shit called Law and Order Special Victims Unit Special Victims Unit. He doesn't leave any of the details IT. out, and YouTube wants him to leave the details out. But he's like, "It was a rape, so I'm gonna say rape, because that's what <laughs> the word is." And YouTube was like, "Well, you can't say rape." So hashtag so, chest. Yeah. So Philly D, if you're listening, there's options in the Bitcoin world. You can go to Pop Chest, uh, where you can sway some of your millions of subscribers to use. Pennies, fractions of a penny to watch your videos, and you could start a whole new thing, and you could be a goddamn pioneer. And He's already a, a pioneer being a mogul like that. I mean, yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't see the uh, the benefit of you know maybe being able to move that. If he has to move his platform anyway, or censor himself, he might have his uncensored content. Yeah, on on Pop Chest. Like, hey, if you want to hear the real Philly D, come over to Pop Chest. He already said. He already said his business would more than survive without YouTube. He said his business was nowhere near built around YouTube. So what that tells me is that he could be a pioneer on a new platform, and he can hop over a bit. If you got this from the Philly D, go to the Philly D, man. Shit is hilarious. And uh, uh, like Nick Cannon, and you're going to laugh. Uh, you'll enjoy yourself. And try and get him to come on the show. Because we'd love to talk to him and into getting onto Pop Chest. I got the numbers from Pop Chest. Um, so if you got five thousand views on Pop Chest, that's equivalent to about twelve hundred dollars of Bitcoin. So that's not bad. What? Damn. Pop Chest first major YouTuber reeled in one thousand two hundred eighty-three dollars in Bitcoin, which is fifty-one hundred views. Right. Wait, but that's not. There's no set mark on how much you get paid per view, right? Don't people just pay what they want? No, 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 the content, they if the to. content is interesting, people will pay to view it. I mean, that's what he proved it. Maybe you, you said and they, price. And they're all scammy, like steam it. You gotta, you gotta like suck a bunch of people off to get them to pay you. How many it different feels? words did you just go through after you <laughs> suck a bunch I, of? I wasn't sure how I wanted to say that. <laughs> I'm not sure I came out the way I wanted to say it anyway. This is a very rapey episode. <laughs> <laughs> Steam it's weird, man. I remember that first post, Cello. I was like, hey, I'm going to post this on Steam it. You're like, fuck that. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. We got like 70 bucks. And you were like, yeah. keep posting it. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> my name is Matrix. I made 200 bucks. I'm like, shit. Yeah. And then the second post was like, I got like two cents. And I was like, well, yeah. this is obviously <laughs> kind of rigged. So People, they catch on to the pandering. <laughs> Oh, that made money? Here's 40,000 more of those exact same posts. You like those yeah. too? No? Uh, <laughs> my bad. So, um, yeah, let's get into the let's get into the guest. The end of the interview? Yeah, because we, we were talking about uh, content and you owning your own content and how important that is moving into the future. A lot of people don't realize that they are content, um, which is just just baffles me that people don't pay attention to these things. But yeah. if you are creating content, nine times out of ten, you don't own it or you don't own the rights to it. You're just this human creating awesome things for people to view and hear and read on the interwebs. Um, but more and more networks are popping up that are pretty much facilitated by cryptocurrency uh, that allow you to get paid for the things that you come up with. For sure. So, uh, what better guy to get on the show than uh, the CEO of uh, Decent? Decent. Yeah, Decent. 
decent content. Yeah. And um, he was uh, he spoke a few weeks back at Cointelegraph's blockchain conference in Helsinki. Um, his interest in online piracy uh, was fueled while studying computer science. So very educated guy, cool background. And he was nice enough to come on the show and kind of talk to us a little bit. And, and nice enough to look like uh, John Cusack. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it, but all right. He did it. look like John Cusack. And then, Is it one of those things like all white guys look alike? Kind of. All <laughs> white guys with red beards look alike. I bet we do. I, <laughs> I, I called the Gregor a lot in Brazil. So. You guys are like the cheetahs of human beings. Like you, oh God. If you put a bunch of white guys with red beards. The only thing that you have in common with McGregor is literally your, your a red beard. beard. Yeah, your beard. Yeah, I got a red beard. I don't see it. <laughs> You're walking. Con- I tell everyone my friend is Conor McGregor. Well, and they'll believe it when they see you. They will. Uh, anyways, so here's Matej. Here it is. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a pretty uh, a pretty meaty question. So, uh, Decent is trying to, uh, I guess, liberate the world of media by enabling decentralized sharing and digital content. But I wanted to ask you, as of today, what platforms are plagued by political and geographical barriers which prevent the censorship-free environment for everybody, and and how can you help? Uh, yes, so 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 basically, uh, that's that's true about decent. We are trying to liberate the world of media from unnecessary middlemen censorship and other other things like this. And uh, how how can this happen? Actually, so internet is already a global network, right? But in some places, uh, for instance, in in Iran or or China, it's you know the access is kind of kind of limited for various various reasons. But uh, actually, given the, the, the peer-to-peer nature and the advanced cryptography Decent uh, uses or, or videos after, after it is launch, launched, uh, we, can, uh, we can enable this, actually. So there is no need for middlemen thanks to blockchain, and uh, everything is encrypted and gets decrypted only by those who should have access to it. Hmm. So... How does Decent do its key distribution? Could you provide some clarity there for our listeners? How does that work? The key distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So Decent uses um, Shamir secret sharing, uh, which is a well-known algorithm to share uh, let's say a secret or, or a password or any kind of key uh, between, between various parties. And uh, in the in the and what what what's what's very important to uh, see about this is that uh, if you have if you have uh, let's say three key holders, you for instance need only two to decrypt to decrypt the secret. Mm-hmm. So we can have basically any m m of m of n over here. So three of five or five of ten and so on. So you don't need to have everyone. Uh, to be to be online, you think you just have just the pool of uh, of those called them key holders, and uh, you just need a portion, m of n portion of of uh, of them to 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 get the the, the secret decrypted. So this is one of the very uh, one of the say, most important mechanisms decent uses, and, and how how it is used. So so currently decent uses AES. Uh, Encryption key, uh, which is shared using this Shamir secret sharing MFN. So there is a pool of publishers that are key holders that hold the key, and the only a certain number M of N is, is needed to, to get it. So, so this is how how this is enabled basically. Hmm. Would you say that this this key distribution model that you're using differentiates you from some of the other um, forms that are becoming? known in the in the cryptocurrency scene such as yours steam it scenario i mean there seems to be quite a bit of uh this push to put um content creation or revamp content creation how, how are you how are you differentiating from these i'm uh in, i'm not not that much aware of those projects in technical details uh as i've been uh 
focusing on the business development uh, side for the last last uh, couple of weeks. But uh, of course, our CTO is much much more in uh, in touch with the with the other other technologies. So so I heard about Scenario. I talked to some guys from them. I heard about Timit, but I don't know exactly what what mechanism they they are using for for this purpose. Uh, we actually developed this mechanism at the at the uh, uh, at the end of uh, last last year, something like this. This is where we implemented it already. So and uh, actually, this and this have an ongoing development, and uh, we are we are improving uh, the features in there, and we want to make a real real world system. So we don't want to don't want to be bound with the you know the well-known io problem most of the uh, blockchain projects have the transactions per second dps and so on so so once we launched our first first uh, alpha we really want to have something something already real to not to wait too much for the transactions and so on so is, is decent going to be built on um its own crypto blockchain or is it something that's going to be built on a, a public blockchain that already exists such as bitcoin or ethereum or um, something else uh, yes so uh it is because something else so basically we are in a post proof of concept in a post prototype stage where we have already a working prototype for a couple of months that has been already tested and uh, we didn't so so it actually works and we tested it with a couple of partners and so on so uh, the proof of concept this is great but still the the throughput is not 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 good enough so we are we are we are improving it but uh, yeah, so if it is based on something else uh, we used in the proof of concept we used the peer, co peer coins blockchain so peer coin is based on bitcoin so we basically have the technology that is behind bitcoin uh, and uh, we have our own blockchain, so we are not using any other platforms such as Ethereum or Lisk and so on. And the reason, reason for this choice we had made some, some time ago is that at the time we started to think about this project, Ethereum hasn't been launched yet. We just didn't know whether they will prove themselves whether it will work or not. So this is one of the reasons after it was successfully launched. So they uh, they they proved themselves that it works. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the other other reason uh, other other reason is that that uh, if we add some you know we we have our own crypto crypto token our crypto field DCT and if, if I think that if we, if we add another one you know in the hierarchy it would just make everything more complex. So that's kind of the second reason and the third one. Uh, is that that we would uh, really be we would like to be in control of the of the software. So we would like to do something like Linux is doing with Linux Foundation. So to release you know let's say two new kernel versions every every year and uh, make it open source and community. So so uh, but we, we would we would like to be we would like to have some leadership in there to not to be as you know the the DAO and, and what happened there. So we. We would like to have some actual leadership behind behind the project. What are you going to call the token? Uh, the token is called a DCT, uh, which is an acronym from Decent. So oh, uh, is, it, is there like a, I guess a quick name, or do you just say, "Hey, do you have any DCT?" And then, yeah, well, uh, it's just uh, basically the history of this. Uh, this, uh, you know, many people think is an acronym of something, but, uh, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> then we created first we had this, and then uh, we did the acronym later. But uh, yes, it's just a short shortening, shortening of. of uh, oh. well, I like I like the I I kind of I'd like to congratulate you on the name and picking out the name decent because it, it plays well with a lot of different ways of content sharing. It's a, it's a decent content sharing network as well as you have the kind of a shortening of decentralization. It, it's a nice play on words for um, a lot of different things that could work in whatever lens or view you're looking at what you're doing. Exactly. We had a very creative marketing guy who, who, who suggested this and I like the, the idea since the beginning. Uh, also, also in descent there is the descent, you know, the ISSNT part. So, so there is also mm -hmm. people can understand from this point of view. But uh, the key key focus is on decentralization because we are decentralizing the world of digital content distribution. 
So, yeah. um, in your in your introductory video, cutting out the middleman, you know, seems to be the big push. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, so, how are you going to effectively change the behaviors of so many content creators that are already comfortable living with middlemen? I mean, there's a lot of content creators on YouTube, you know, and and they've been making content for a very long time, and they're really comfortable with YouTube digging into their wallet. So, so how are you going to change their behaviors effectively to say, hey, there's a new way to live where you can keep more of your wallet you, you know jane jetson youtube doesn't have to take your wallet every time you make a video you can uh jane jetson's a really old reference but anyways <laughs> you know she doesn't have to take your money every time you make a video how are you going to change that behavior how are you going to get people getting content onto decent so that's actually a very good, very good question that many, many people ask. Uh, and uh, and and the answer answer is that the answer I give most of the time is that you know all, all this blockchain technology is still in very early markets. So it's still just started. Although Bitcoin is here from two thousand and nine, but from the global point of view, we are still at the very beginning, the early market. Mm -hmm. the, there is something called a model called the technology adoption life cycle, written by. Was it Geoffrey Geoffrey Moore? I believe this this guy wrote a book about this twenty five years ago, like some about marketing high technology products. And he stated that there are actually there is actually a huge chasm, a huge gap between the early markets and the mainstream markets. And uh, we are we this this blockchain, you know, and there is other high technologies you can see, for instance, AI, you know, VR and and everything. Uh, it takes time until it gets until it gets into into mainstream markets. So, so we are still in those early early markets. With, uh, we are actually all we can be all called you know innovators or listeners to the to the podcast can can be called innovators. You know, if we talk ten years from now, then we said that we've been innovating by by doing this podcast actually by having this this uh, discussion. So hmm. uh, yeah, and and you know then then so. This is us, right? And there are mainstream markets, right? Because people want to use, you know, iPhone, go to Apple Store, you know, and I just don't don't care much, you know, what kind of technology is there. Me, me neither, actually. I don't look into details what kind of search algorithm is the Google search engine using as well. I think that the key thing is the is the is the value this technology provides. So in the case of decent, is the elimination of middlemen and actually saving cost saving for for everyone. And people people basically understand this. This is what they understand. So one of one of our strategies actually is to to use decent as a as a technology as a way or method of distributing digital content and get embedded into existing services that or that have already. Used. For instance, uh, we are very close or close to, to get a deal with the third or fourth biggest uh, ebook uh, readers manufacturer. Hmm. Uh, he will just, they will just embed this into their infrastructure. So what is it for, what is in there for the consumer, right? So if I have an e-reader, then I have more content, right? And I can pay directly, directly to the authors, right? Without caring much whether there is a blockchain or not, right? There is the, the value is clear, right? For the author as well, they can sell to more audience, and you know there are no middleman fees. So, and for of course for the for the manufacturer as well, they they would have devices that are more popular with content, with more content, and and so on. This is first thing. Then second thing is that. Uh, starting next next month, we already secured support from from a major Chinese company in the peer to peer lending uh, sphere, major Chinese peer to peer lending company, and uh, they are going to support us to build decent stream hardware, which we are going to build a Chromecast like uh, hardware devices. So Google Chromecast, it can connect to HDMI or, or USB. Basically, plug into to any any smart TV, and uh, you can you can watch you have Netflix, right? More or less. So you can you can watch uh, decentralized Netflix, decent streams. So so this is this is kind of what what we are what we are going to do as well. How to how to get it to regular users. So so we are not not actually going to, I think, at this stage to disrupt significantly uh, users' behavior by using decent, uh, but rather to get into some something that people already know. 
uh, we have uh, built uh, basically a website is something like a medium.com website where people it's very similar to steam actually where people can can uh, can post their content and get paid for it but the the, the difference is that that uh, we are more in a amazon like way right that there is a set price for an longer article or a book and people can just buy it through this mm. so so this is kind of what what we are what we are trying to do to get into services people people know and you, you stated there's a like a chasm between early markets and mainstream markets in the technology adoption life so i guess the life cycle so if i'm building upon Dimitri's last question uh could you dive into a little bit of that yes so a little bit yes yes and this is actually where 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 this strategy comes comes from because i'm you know in, in this space for probably more than more than five years already i started as a bitcoin miner and and since then, uh, I, I was not able to, to, to leave this space. It was so, so amazing. So, so and I, I have seen, you know, what, what kind of people I was, I was talking to, you know, with, with Bitcoin, what was the community, what were they interested in, and so on. So, and I realized that we are, we are massively, you know, far from, still from, from the mass, mass adoption. And I, I wanted to, you know, to, to find a way to cross this, this, this gap. So, and I, I think one of the ways is to, is to, just get this technology into things people already know, right? You take, for example, Google, right? It was not a massive invention. There was already Yahoo, you know, and, and, and everything. They just used different technology. And and then and, and Google wanted actually to to license their search engine to, to Yahoo at the, at the beginning. So, uh, you know, this is what, what I would like to do, you know, to, to get into into that, that Yahoo, you know, Yahoo of, of, of this time. So so just get, get embedded over there. And uh, I think it's then then the, the, the proliferation would be would be more more massive, I think. And uh, and uh, of course uh, of course uh, great new products as well can be can be built on top of this. And and this is actually non profit and open source and it's for everyone. So so we received a lot of applications where people would like to to base their projects on top of Decent. For example, yesterday I had a call with uh, with uh, filmmakers from Germany and France, and they got um, something, something in Hollywood, you know, some new new uh, new, new project over there for for a movie distribution, and they would like probably to base it on Decent. So hmm. uh, this way, Decent can help. So actually, this is a platform for innovators for entrepreneurs so anyone has whatever idea just try it out and then it can it can work but but uh, you know the for, for, for the foundation our, our for decent foundation our mission is to to have great technology uh, stable stable re releases to have really focus on the quality uh probably two new versions uh, per year and and then uh, of course to the development of the ecosystem so uh, to bring more value to everyone who is participating. Mm. So in a nutshell, it's something, some, some, something like this. What they, what they are trying to achieve. It. We, we have some, we have a, you know, a direction. We have a plan how to do it, but uh, still there is a lot of pivoting over there because. You know, I don't know what will what will happen tomorrow. Who will come to talk to me, and then so on. And every day is basically like this. People are just coming and talking, and we did work on this, we did work on that, and so on. For instance, I have a now a decent meetup in starting in two hours. Uh, it's in uh, Bratislava, in the capital of Slovakia, and uh, we have already I think more than thirty confirmed participants. So it will be, I think, the biggest uh, decent meetup. Uh, Ever since uh, until until now, which is which is great because we are we are just starting and then there would be I think a lot of discussion about about this you know what kind of ideas people have what could they do on top of it and so on so. I have a, I have a question for you. This is something that's kind of um, interested me since um, this whole idea of of disrupting the content creator and getting the money to the content creator. But a lot of these platforms, anybody can post anybody else's content. And then get paid for someone else's work. Is there any mechanism built into Decent that kind of prevents this? Uh, you can you, you could call it theft. You could call it copywriting. Call it whatever you want. Okay, is there any way to kind of verify 
posts something or puts some piece of content onto the decent platform is the original creator of that content. Yes, uh, actually, in the in the copyright infringement is a, is a serious problem, and we receive a lot of a lot of questions about this as well. The answer is that in our current proof of concept, which is which a part of the source code has been actually released uh, today to the public, you see what we have done. Uh, uh, actually, we don't have a mechanism for for this in the core. Uh, but uh, in in the first first version that we would release in our in our alpha, in a, we would release in a couple of months. Uh, we would like to to have this because you know there are a lot of kinds you know of DRM and so on. But uh, anyway, you no know, people can find a way to circumvent that. So so we are we are you know trying to make this as copyright friendly as possible. So we would we would put this kind of mechanism up there. And, uh, and uh, speaking more and more in details, getting diving more into details. Uh, one of the ways is basically having the hashes of the content, right? Who you know, uploads the content, uh, the, the hash is uh, this for the creator. So this is uh, the rights management on top, top of this. But the problem is that uh, obviously you change one byte, let's say, in the content, one letter, and the code hash is different afterwards. So, so this is not something that uh, you know it's, it's viable from the long-term point of view. But uh, for instance, uh, the ebook readers, readers manufacturer, we are currently in touch has a requirement of having a DRM, uh, DRM embedded into into their their system. So, so uh, the the way I think would be to have it on top of this. And so uh, in the application, the stack uh, would use <clears> the <throat> own proper way of management. So we, we are we are we are in a discussion with our with our technical team how to what would be the best way there are a few approaches uh, there are a couple of companies i believe there is block ai right or i think it's called like this they are doing something with user rights and there are a couple of projects and uh in the following weeks i would uh, i would put myself in touch with them and we will see whether there will be a way of cooperation because i think it's it's not that useful if already someone is great in, in something then we can we can we can probably work together to make this make this better because i believe in this you know blockchain ecosystem as i said it's uh you know uh, early markets and i think all the projects should should cooperate and share the knowledge to to innovate as, as much and as fast as possible I would agree. So, Decent has this um, lifetime reputation, some mutable reputation, right? Yeah. And and that's a good thing. Um, but it's also kind of a bad thing. Let's let's look at the other edge of the sword. Follow me on this hypothetical. Uh, we're gonna have some initials, right? So let's say Decent is doing great. It's a great networking platform. A lot of people are using it. And then let's say you, Matej, are a content creator and you're making some great A stuff and you developed a, a pretty good reputation kind of early. But let's say in your real life, you're, uh, I don't know, dating this girl named Mallory or something and it doesn't work out, right? You're like, oh, Mallory, I, I don't really like how you poot really loud in your sleep. It wakes me up. And we just can't be together anymore. And she's like, man, that's really messed up, Matej. So you so you guys break up. So then Mallory kind of flips a little bit and she makes like 35 fake accounts. And then she starts just shitting on your reputation. How do you counteract something like that if it's immutable? And she basically has just ruined your decent revenue stream. Because she's making your reputation go down to null, all because you broke up with her for a very earnest reason. Like you're waking classic me up Mallory. in your sleep. <laughs> it's classic Mallory. Everyone knows it's a classic Mallory. But well, Mallory would be trolling my, my <laughs> reputation. <laughs> exactly. How do you stop the trolls? I guess would have been a way better question, but. <laughs> Yeah, a very good question actually we have a lot of trolls now in our bitcoin talk thread uh, so asking the same questions again and again and again so, so it's very hard to 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 fight with this it's true but 
you know, this is this is this is uh, you know the trolls and bad reputation and trying to you know to do something bad to someone else on purpose and so on. Uh, uh, well, it's blockchain is immutable, so 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 that that means that uh, the transactions uh, stay there. So if there is a bad rating, everyone will see the bad rating. Mm. I've been in in Prague a couple of months ago in Czech Republic, and I booked the hotel through Booking.com, and uh, actually I booked a room, and they gave me they gave me a room without the windows. Mm. It was a room without the windows. It was not written previously, and after I said I'm not happy to stay over there. So uh, they say, but it's like this and so on. And so they just uh, refuse to, to return money or apologize or whatever. So I said, okay, so just keep it. And I just wrote what happened, right? And I gave them, I described my uh, described my uh, ex experience with one star and, and some, some comment on booking.com. So, and when I you know came back, it got published. And when I came back on the website, uh, two weeks after the comment was not there and the hotel house mm. was had only you know good reviews over there so so the, you know this is what reminds me of what what, what we are doing that if uh, if it can just delete it then then who, what to trust right from this point of view so so this is what cannot happen with this and but if you can back now to get back to your to your, to your question that what if there are these kind of comments on on purpose so well the comments will stay there but uh, decent and the ratings will stay there, but Decent has a feature that it takes into account, or, or let's say uh, uh, also who posted that comment is registered over there. Mm. So you can see the reputation of the person who posted the comment. So we can mm. see if it is a frequent, you know, a member, a buyer, or reviewer, it's just a troll of a fake account or something like this. So, so on Bitcoin Talk, for instance, on the forum, there is also the reputation. One needs to post some number of uh, Know, posts and have some trust and so on so so you know there is this, this kind of model will be built on, on top of this and because the basic basic features are over there so if i see i'm a content creator and i have a genuine reputation for i don't know a couple of months or a couple of years and just someone comes you know trolling there then uh, of course, everyone will see this, right? And, mm. and now I'm not not uh, talking about the various, you know, models based on big data and AI that can be built on top of this, and that actually already exists. So, so it's just a way how to how to combine this properly. But we have we have this this functionality in this sense. Hmm. So Mallory can just kick rocks. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, everyone will you know, spot her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's there Mallory. Find out eventually. This is this is also you know the trust trust model enabled in the type blockchain. I think it is it is fair. This is this is what I think. Good deal. So you've been in uh you've been in the Bitcoin for about four years now. Uh, if we look ahead, how do you see the next four years playing out? I think there would be massive massive expansion of the ecosystem uh, everywhere. You know, I, when I started with Bitcoin, you know, there was only Bitcoin. Actually, I got very interested in, in it because uh, there was a crisis in Greece in 2010, and actually the euro, the value of euro, fell fell down a lot. And I was looking for the ways how <laughs> how, how why this is not right. And then I found out about Bitcoin. So, so and and you know, it, it, this was finance. You know, you can you can transfer financial value from. From, from the UK to the US, you can just send someone money in 10 minutes and there is no SWIFT and no fees and so on. So, so there is, uh, you know, enormous, enormous benefit of, of, of this technology. And, you know, I've been since then organizing conferences, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency conferences. I organized about four in, in the UK, Austria, China, and, uh, Brussels in Belgium. And uh, I talked to many people about their vision or what, what they want to to do, but most most of the people were, you know, having having uh, Bitcoin exchanges and altcoin exchanges, and they were doing miners, you know, and then miners buying a lot of you know the mining equipment and uh, plugging it in and burning a lot of electricity from <laughs> Bitcoin and so for the ecosystem. I think it's 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 great, but but less less people actually thought. Why? Why am I doing this? Why am I mining? Is it just you know a way to to make money, or 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 why is, is this right, or could could this be done done better? You know why to uh, you know you 
because this this electricity is just burn, right? It could be used for much much better purposes, I think. And this this kind of motivated me, you know, to, to think about you know different different ways what to do with blockchain. So getting the blockchain out of fintech. So so this is where I came into into the the content distribution, right? And said this, and I already said it's for text, music, uh, videos, uh, books, uh, indie games, you know, software, whatever. But uh, last few months, uh, we are starting to get a lot of traction from the energy industry. Because in the energy industry, there are a lot of data that have uh, actually it's an, it's an asset, very sensitive data. They are, they are assets for, for uh, the energy companies and uh, users and uh, subscribers and so on and and uh, decent seems to be a very good uh, solution for for many use cases over there because it has to do with data so so uh, this is you know then we have another real estate project also <laughs> for this purpose i think that this this would use this technology so blockchain i think it can be used everywhere you know but 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 the key key thing is to is to find out the the value where where is the value what can be reduced? Transaction cost, you know, time. I don't know. So, 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 so what I see is I see actually blockchain, you know, next year expanding into many, many, many different domains and industries beyond beyond fintech. So, what's happening now? So, digital content distribution, energy, real estate. Uh, you know, uh, supply supply chains and uh, all all this stuff. This can be all put on on blockchain. For, for the benefit of the, of the world, so so I see I, I see you know more more venture capital invested into blockchain. I see more projects funded. I see more people interested into this. I see also uh, blockchain courses uh, at the universities. Universities will start to I think uh, um, turn turn to blockchain. Some of them has already started, but uh, still there is. I cannot say that I have. A, I can say I have a degree in artificial intelligence. I can say I have a degree in, uh, uh, I don't know, in computer science. This I can say for a long time, but I cannot say I have a degree in blockchain, right? I'm a master's degree in blockchain. Yeah. This just can't do now. But I think in, in two years or three years, this would be doable. There will be universities offering this. So I see Stanford there, you know, you know, MIT, you know, all, all, all this, this research. So. Uh, you know what, what, what's good about these technologies? Uh, I think usually, you know, AI and uh, VR in in the past it was always the top-down approach. You know, it came from the government, it came from the universities, it came from some big institutions. But blockchain is different. This is a bottom, totally bottom-up approach. It just, you know, and, and, and you know, paper having a white paper published somewhere and just people implemented something and then then the people started to look into it and you know this kind of expansion. So, so I have never seen this actually in the in the past. Only in, in this case. So, so this is I'm I'm so so passionate about about this. I think this is one one of the main reasons. Hmm. All right, so let's uh let's let's wrap it up here. We have one more question for you, and it's one we ask all of our guests. Um, and it, it might be uh, great after after the, the the answer you just gave us for the previous question. In ten words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? Ten words or less. So, Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, money transfer system, purely peer-to-peer. All right, ten words so, or less. Nice and simple. Uh, Those money. four words. I count peer to peer as right. one word. That's nice. <laughs> peer to peer money transfer system. That was yeah. good, short and sweet. Well, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, Tez, thank you for your time. It. Thanks a lot for putting me in this wonderful. Show. Oh, awesome! Thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate for it. The compliment and. uh I think everyone's going to love the opportunity to cut out the middlemen when it comes to creating their content. Who wouldn't? Uh, like you said, it's a kind of a no-brainer when you get more money flowing into your wallet. So thanks for stopping by. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. And that was the interview with Matej Michalko, uh, CEO. Founder of uh, Decentral. Sorry, not Decentral. Decent. Uh, social network where you can get paid to post your content. So you can post blogs, videos, 
songs, anything, get paid for it. We've heard this before. This is a recurring uh, kind of like idea that the Bitcoin network or cryptocurrency community has. Um, it's a great one. I just hope that it catches on, you know. Well, so, I mean, I mean, a lot of what crypto has to offer or why it's so good, it's a, it's a really good way to take out the middleman and a lot of things that we do under the infrastructures that are currently built and how those things are done, right? So however you're doing some type of process, whether it be, you know, Providence, you know, checking, checking like a supply chain stuff or sending money to somebody or getting, like getting paid for creating something. Like there's a lot of applications in which we do things that require middlemen in order for them to work and they can't be done without that middleman and what blockchain tech and bitcoin have to offer is cutting out that middleman because it's not required right because it takes the trust out of sending digital assets uh and i'm really happy that that's a thing and i'm curious to see how all of these applications get started and which like kind of who wins the, the war, but imagine a world if we have like all content creation is through some type of one of these platforms that's currently, you know, kind of battling right now. So who actually, which one wins or whatever, which one becomes the next YouTube or the next Reddit or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm excited because I can, people can make things and then if they don't get paid, and they complain about it, you can just tell them that they're boring. You have you have a a quantitative way to tell somebody that, well, I mean, you're fucking boring. Yeah. No one you thought you were funny, but it was only funny in your head because nobody <laughs> likes your shit. No one, no one wants to listen to you because you don't have anything good to say. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways that people can have, you know, make up reasons as to why they're getting screwed by the middleman or you don't, it's kind of obfuscated as to whether or not, like, it's hard to find good content or it's hard for good content to rise to the top based on the way things are done now. And mm -hmm. in the future, based on technologies that are being built right now, it's really easy for good content to rise to the top because things that get clicks and people pay for go straight to the people who create that content. And, and, I, and I think, and I hope that that content will rise to the top. So it's much easier and quicker to find the content that you specifically yeah. want. That means that if you're not getting paid, then no one gives a shit yeah. about what I you think, have to say. I think what's happening is, is what people don't realize is that Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency in, in general are paving the way for a future that people can't see because it's just so far out of what we've done. But there's people that live most of their life on the internet. That happens nowadays. There's, it's not just there are people. There are a ton of people who a just live their life. A ton. Especially in China, where, where Decent is headquartered, I believe. Uh, especially in like Japan, and like people love the internet because they can be whatever they want, do whatever they want feel however they want to feel and and people are putting their a huge portion of their personality on the internet they've got this avatar of themselves that they see that the world sees them as and that avatar is going to want to make a living in the digital expanse and that's where bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies start to come together in this future where somebody can live a life on the internet now, i'm not saying it's good i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it is what it is some people want to have a life on the internet and right now paypal's just not getting it done Ooh, shots fired fuck you paypal no I'm kidding don't fuck you don't take my money um <laughs> and they well bitcoin and 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 all these other currencies are going to allow us for people to do that and so I mean, we're living in some interesting times. And ki and kids are only getting younger. No, I'm kidding. They're staying the same age, really. A 15-year-old is a 15-year-old. But the things that they do on the internet change rapidly. 
And I can't wait till they find one of these social networks where they can get paid to post stuff. And that's all it takes is five freaking high schools to make it go viral. I mean, imagine if Steam yeah, hit a high true. school. Yeah, I'm if I had something like that and all my friends had that and like they could like the kids could post whatever they want and then the kids had to wait cuz the kids you could you could be a, an 8-year-old with with a bitcoin account. You can use money and have a bank account and all the banking facilities as a young kid. And if you're doing things that your friends like in your in your small like kid community and there's enough of you and those kids also have bitcoin accounts and yeah. they send you money you can use these platforms. There's no, there's no barrier to entry here. If you have an audience, regardless of how stupid your audience is or how young your audience is, if they like what you're doing, they can pay you. <laughs> and which means kids do stupid shit, and the mm-hmm. other kids like it. And then now they have a way to just here's some money for doing that stupid shit, man. And yeah. I, although it's probably dangerous, and we'll probably end up making a lot of kids do more stupid shit. It's good for the content. It's good yeah. for the platform. It's, it's, it shows like with every generalization of how something works, when you allow for more people to do things, I mean, uh, Andreas had this kind of talked this, talked about this in terms of Twitter. Like when Twitter came out, everyone's like, Twitter, that is so dumb, right? And then all you saw first was like all these just, just terrible tweets. And all kind of like the garbage of what people have to say and it was boring and stupid no one was all used for it and you started seeing real use cases of kind of worldwide events happening in real time and getting that news immediately you know you watch the news now the news is essentially just reading tweets yeah it's so fucking annoying but that's all it is so you see real-time news from real things across the world which may be censored in other ways in terms of, of the media so it, it allows for the top level of information, but it's mixed in with the very bottom level of information. Yeah. And so it, you, have to, you have to find a way to get to the information you want and filter out the, the garbage if you don't want to see it. Ooh, it sounds like the conversation me and D were having when he logged in to Facebook during the day and saw nothing but garbage. Oh my God! Daytime Facebook is almost worse than daytime TV. Yeah, can't do it. Can't. Cats, Facebook cats, is. babies, babies. I'm at the gym, checking in at the gym, checking in at the babies, babies. <laughs> cats, cats, babies, babies. Gym's picks, coffee, pumpkin spice. I was like, what is happening? Is this is this real? Is this real life? Yeah, at least they're trying to make changes, though. Facebook is is trying to be on top of the game with how they do things. Uh, it's just that they're so they're just so massive, and I have this this tendency to just accept whoever the hell friend requests me, which means that my Facebook ends up not being filtered or or kind of catered to what I want to see. It's just this random garble of shit I don't care about. You got to put the the news feed. Uh... Well, the newsfeed, uh, you used to be able to filter it, right? So you could Which only can. see. I just don't care. I don't, I don't spend that much time on it. Yeah, I filtered wow. mine so much. I just was like, nothing was showing up on my feed. <laughs> yeah, got rid of it. So I filtered it so much, you didn't get anything. Yeah. I got no <laughs> updates. So I was like, <laughs> I don't want to see what you're doing. I don't want to see what you're doing. I don't care what you have to say. There's nothing on my newsfeed. There's nothing. <laughs> I just. Well, now they like make it so that friends of friends shit pops up on your newsfeed, so you get to see even more random shit. So, All right, but anyways, Facebook sucks. What's up? Let's get back let's, to crypto. Let's uh, wrap, 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 wrap it up. Are we wrapping right. it up this fast? Yep. I guess it's been a while. Uh, well, shout out to Matej. I hope you're doing all right, Mr. Kuzak. Um, I hope so, that you have a long and fruitful battle in the content monetization wars, which are coming soon. The winter is coming. Isn't that from a thing? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so at the... It's from Game of Thrones. What yeah, there we go. Thing? There we go. At the BTC podcast. That's the Twitter. Chiller runs the Twitter. We'll tweet to you. Uh, every once in a blue moon, I'll tweet to you from at the BTC. But that 
So those are blue moons. Um, TheBitcoinPodcast.com. That's the website. Go to the website and uh, poke around. Send us uh, things you want us to go over on the show. We'll go over them. Um, I'm missing stuff. The blog, the Bitcoin Podcast blog on Medium. Uh, we have a writer who writes articles, and sometimes Corey and I blog on there. You'll like it. You'll read it. You'll love it. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We are partnered with the Coin Telegraph. So for you guys listening right now, which uh, is an awesome group of people, go to Cointelegraph.com. And they have lots of articles that range from like really serious deep diving articles to uh, uh, kind of like opinion pieces. To our um, podcast. To our podcast. Yes, our podcast is on there. And they they run a good show over there. They do. Uh, first.io. Go buy stuff. Use our link. We have a lot of things that we do. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a list next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we, should, so. uh, we should thank Sean uh, for writing into the show. Sean, you're the man. Yeah, Sean. Hey, thank you. you. That was very inspirational, man. And and we really liked reading that letter. And what we're going to do... Find, I don't know, I'll send him an email to make sure see if we can just blast that over the interwebs. Yeah, man. We're, we're going to... What you made... With your permission, like we'd a, like to show. We do like a, uh, like a, a fan section. Yeah. Spider and the kid. You can call it a fantastic form. Mm. Yeah. Made that up on the spot. I did. Um, so, so I like this, uh, the conformity is the jailer of freedom and the enemy of growth. Mm. That's some deep shit. Extra deep. On that for a second. Sit on that for a second. Mm, marinate. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Another week. Uh, yeah. Next next show you're going to enjoy. We have a corporate strategist. Black guy on the show. Black yep. episode. <laughs> Had to take it there. I was trying to not take it there, but we took it there. Uh, corporate strategist. You enjoy it. Um, so, if that's everything, shout out to Zoe Saldana. Uh, Sanad Lathan and uh, Carrie Hilson and uh, play the outro. <laughs> <laughs>